0: Hi there, and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and when I was 14 years old, I started making stop-motion animations in my bedroom using my grandpa's old camera. Ever since, I've been obsessed with everything to do with animation, and right now, I'm a student at Sheridan College. I created this podcast to connect with and learn from some of the biggest names in the industry, their best practices, the hardships they went through, and what to focus on to make it in today's changing animation world. It's my hope that by sharing this info that you two have the best chance of success. Now let's get started. This episode is all about how to break into the animation industry and work on kids' shows without actually going to animation school. And joining me to tell you all about how to do that is the super-duper talented Ronald Stanage. Now, one thing you should know about Ron is that he's actually a 1,000-year-old archwizard trapped in a 20-something-year-old body, but when he's not trying to break this curse and finally lay his ancient soul to rest, he spends his days storyboarding for television and drawing super weird sci-fi junk. So Ron, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm super, super glad and excited to talk to you today about everything Cartoon Network and storyboarding. So uh, I always kick things off kind of the the same way, and that's what got you interested in animation in the first place.
1: I I feel like most people probably have the same answer. It's like me and my parents used to watch cartoons when I was a child. (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah, I think everyone says that. But I think mean, it's true. Like, my mom and I, like, uh, I, I grew up with, like, a single mom for a long time. And she and I would just watch, like, uh, Ren and Stimpy and, like, Rocko's Modern Life and, like, All Real Monsters together. Um, and I think that, uh, like, I, I don't think I ever knew I wanted to work in animation until, like, honestly, until I was, like, in my, like, mid to late 20s. I didn't, I didn't even know that was, like, an option for me. I was like, I like drawing, you know, like, you know, trashy comics or whatever. But, um yeah, I feel like I've always always had like an appreciation for it, just because it's like what I would spend my time doing.
0: Uh, so, why did you start drawing trashy comics? Was it a result of the animations you were watching, or I think I was just desperate to make my friends laugh,
1: <laughs> and like you know, like just like I I used to draw like this like, like kind of like I just like would rip off Mike Judge all the time and just like draw like really haggard looking like sort of mid like just like. Blue collar American looking people, and uh I, th- I just had so much fun like you know, making like high school high school friends laugh, or, like middle school friends laugh, or whatever. And then, like,
0: i had a I, Asian, desperate to make my friends laugh. Yeah, desperate. Please love me, somebody.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's not like I I feel like that's why so many so many of us get into it. It's like we, we're just like desperate to please other people. Like look, I have love, love. I have value. <laughs> look at me like, over here, and like. Then they laugh and you're like, that feels good. Then you go back
0: to your office and you're like, I need more though. <laughs> it's not enough. It's never enough. Yeah, I feel I feel that sentiment too. Uh, so okay, so you started becoming desperate to make your friends laugh, and then suddenly you're at Cartoon Network. But what happened, you know, in between? Because uh, I know you have a off the beaten road or beaten path uh, story. So how'd you get there?
1: Well, I blacked out for 17 years, and I woke up at a desk at Cartoon Network. No, um, I, uh, let's see, I was, um, I worked as a bicycle mechanic for, since I was like 16, um, for te- for like a decade, for 10 years or so, um, and then also I was working in a machine shop, like building bike frames and, uh, going to school for machining and stuff, like, I, I. right when I graduated high school, I went to college. um, But I was like, you know, 18 or 19, like nobody has any fucking idea what they want to do when they're like that old. So I'm like, I'm going to study Russian literature because I like Alexander Solzhenitsyn books. And it's just like, do you really though? You read the one, but like, I'm going to go to school for it. And it turns out that was a, you know, it was fine, but I did terrible. I failed. I failed out of school. So they kicked me out. Um, and then, like, during the whole time, I was, like, I was trying to get into the art school, because, like, uh, this is the U of A, University of Arizona. I was trying to get into the art school, because a lot of my friends like, oh, you like drawing, you should just do that, and, like, do comics or something. I'm like, okay, I'll try. Tried to get in, couldn't get in. They wouldn't let me in. Um, so, I kind of forgot about that, forgot about art for years. Um, so, yeah, right after that happened, I started going to school for, like, at the community college, learn like, machining, and, like, cnc programming and all this like stuff to basically work in like the aerospace industry um because it's like a it's a big thing in tucson um and like i did that for years and like this is yeah i feel like 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 this, this like story it's like has like so many weird points uh so i did that for years totally forgot about drawing i used to draw people just like birthday cards for fun just like super inappropriate like if i met somebody like you know, and their birthday was that week. I just draw them the most inappropriate, like, weird birthday card. I think the weirdest one I ever drew was, like, a man on all fours, like, diarying out another man, It's like, like screaming happy birthday. And I, I gave this to someone I didn't know at all. Like, yeah, just I drew... Yeah, I just like, like, thank God he was like, oh, that's really funny. I'm like, like, why? Like, that's an insane, that's a crazy person thing to do. So, <laughs> like, like, I was do- doing stuff like that for, for, for a while. But uh, um, so yeah, I was like learning to do machine shop stuff and I was like applying for jobs uh, at like, there's this like missile manufacturer called Raytheon in Tucson. I was applying for jobs at Raytheon. Uh, so like, I was actually like really close to not like not pursuing animation whatsoever. If I would have gotten a job like in a, in a machine shop or like in an optics lab or something in Tucson, like I'd probably do, be doing that now. Because like I didn't know that animation was a thing.
0: Uh, until, wow that's a
1: huge <laughs> turn yeah right yeah it's like now I make children laugh with fart jokes
0: oh boy
1: <laughs> uh, yeah super like that's not like what I wanted to do obviously but I was like you know I failed a lot of schools I'm, like what am I going to do with my life like shit I got to get my stuff together um, and so this whole time um, I, I was also like playing uh, music I was touring with a folk band uh, with, my, with, with my friend Andy and a bunch of other people Um. So we've been touring since we were, like, 17 or so. And uh, so, like, every, every time I'd have time off work or time off school, we'd go on these tours, um, like, kind of all around America. Um, and then on one of these tours, uh, we came through L.A. and played a show. We, and we played a show with a bunch of guys, with this band called The Manx. Um, but we played a show with them, and it turns out, like, most of them worked at Cartoon Network. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, what do you guys do there? Blah, blah, I like cartoons. Um, and then, you know, they talk about what they did, and they're like, oh, you should come by. We'll give you a, we'll give you a tour if you want to, like, if you want to come see it. Like, luckily, they liked our band, and we liked their band. We kind of hit it off. And so, uh, I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll, I'll take a tour of Creston Network. Um, and then, um, so, yeah, like, one of them, like, uh, met, met up with me, then gave me like the, the, the grand tour of the building and all that stuff, and I was, like, seeing, like, oh, this is a storyboard artist does? Like, Oh, wow, I didn't even know, I didn't know what a storyboard artist was. I was like, oh, this guy's, like, what is he? Oh, he's a prop designer? That's so cool. I didn't know what anyone did. I didn't know that, like, like, I thought, I feel like a lot of people have this idea that, like, animation is this, like, magic pipeline that just, like, you draw the thing and then, like, you, then the computer does, it animates it and it moves and we all laugh. But it's actually just, like, it's interesting seeing, like, the moving parts for the first time and seeing, like, just, like, how many people it takes to just make a simple, like, 11-minute children's animated, like, bit. Um, so, yeah, I got that tour. That was, at this point, that was, like, five years ago, four or five years ago. Um, and then, like, they saw that I was just, like, I think, like, the dudes who gave me the tour, they saw that I like to, like, doodle stuff. I'm, like, oh, you should, like, you should try it to work in animation. I'm, like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. That's, that's crazy. They're, like, no, you should just, like, you should try it. Um so i I was
0: like after you gave them a diarrhea birthday card or before
1: no this is a different guy totally different guy (laughs) yeah that that was that was another guy that i don't talk to anymore but unrelated to the diarrhea i don't
0: know why you don't talk to this guy. i don't
1: know he's yeah I, i broke into his house and i left that card there and he just never talked to me again uh yeah so they um they kind of they, they, these dudes encouraged me. They're like, you should you should draw and do this. And, like I was still living in Tucson, Arizona at the time, and still you know still working in a machine shop, still trying to get still trying to get like aerospace jobs or whatever. And I was like, you know what, that sounds cool. I would like to do that instead of working in in a machine shop because I, I remember like talking to one of my mentors at the time uh, that was uh, like teaching like you know machine skills. I I was like showed up one day like oh how's it going man like how, how are you and he, he said. I wish I was someone else. And that was the moment I was like, oh, I cannot, I cannot do this job. Like, if that's like, this dude's been doing this for years, he's lived through it, he is so depressed. And I was just like, like a, a vision of my future. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. That's, that's a dark road. Um, so uh, at that point, I decided to, um, decided to like, like, I couldn't, like, afford school I tried getting into art school and I couldn't get in. So I'm like, okay, well, what's the, what can I do? So I just decided to draw every single day until I I was good enough to, like, potentially apply for jobs. Um, And then also, like, the dude, the Cartoon guy is like, like, they told me about their story. And they're like, well, we taught ourselves Flash. We made our own animated bits. And then we, like, you know, we would do work for other people's, like, shorts and stuff. So I taught myself, like, Flash. And I taught myself, like, Photoshop and Illustrator. I'm very bad at them now. Um, I was bad at them then, too. Um, so I just, like, yeah, spent, like, every waking moment, like, on my lunch break, at work, like, at, on the weekends, like, after work, before work, just, like, drawing every single day. Basically for four or five years. So instead of going to art school, I just, like, did that version of, of art school myself and just drew every day for, for years uh, to try to, to try to get better at it.
0: Um, I mean that's that's insane but also amazing like what what was it like like what kind of motivation did you I mean you obviously had a huge motivation but what was it like drawing at lunch break and everything was it enjoyable or did you feel pressure to do it or like five years a really long time (laughs) it was
1: super enjoyable I I think that like it's really easy to get caught up in the idea like oh I gotta do this thing I have to do this thing to get that thing like I have to do like all this like hard work to get like the, the job in animation to do the thing like, if you don't enjoy physically doing the thing, you're going to hate having the job. And it's going to take, like, you know, like, so I, I think, like, I wasn't really thinking about, like, and then I'll get this job and then I'll be successful. I'll be a storyboard artist then I'll be happy and then I can die. uh it, it, I think I was just, like, enjoying drawing and, like, I just, like, wanted to, like, be part of, like, I wanted to be a part of the system that makes, um like, that uh, makes cartoons and makes art for more people to to watch. Because like at the core of it, I just want to make as many people laugh as possible. So I'm like, oh, I could have this power it's like, you know, millions of kids will see this this like this stuff that I could possibly make. So, um, but and, but yeah, at the core of it is like I just like enjoy drawing for myself.
0: Right. Um, so when you say you were drawing every day, like I I've I've been following your Instagram for a while, and you're drawing like very cartoonish and stylized stuff. There's not like you know, life studies and uh, like gestural drawings and things like that. So, what what were you drawing every day? Were you doing those things, and were you watching tutorials and getting feedback, or or? Can you uh, go I ahead? I wasn't. I wish I would have. I honestly, I wish I would have taken some figure drawing classes.
1: Just be, like people who take figure drawing classes, like they just understand how the body works. They can like like I need to draw this weird dynamic pose. Like oh, here looks like this. And for me, I'm just like is that it? Oh shit, nope, is that, nope, is that, oh, nope, and just, like, me drawing and redrawing and redrawing, it's like, I think what I would do, like, my like my daily practice was I would draw, I would, like, think of something that I hadn't drawn before. There's usually, like, some obscure, like, like, I go through, like, like phases, like, oh, I draw, like, mechs, or I draw, like, you know, buff women in armor or whatever, um, but, like, I'm, like, okay, what have I never drawn before? I've never drawn uh, a man, a nude man riding a scorpion. I'm gonna do that today. I'll draw a cartoony nude man riding a square Then like the next time, like, what am I gonna do today? I'm like, I'm gonna draw a guy with uh robot legs, and just like, um, but like, that in and of itself is like was helpful. Just to, like, I don't think I was like learning necessarily like, like, like that's and that's how you draw a person now. I think I was just like it's just the sheer pencil mileage of of the, that much drawing. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: it kind of like Why adds up over time.
0: Were you getting any feedback on these drawings, or you were just using your own intuition to say, like, okay, the proportions here are off, or look great, or, you know, like, this is instantly communicable as a scorpion and a naked man?
1: Yeah, I think that, like, like, it's, like, I wasn't getting feedback for that sort of stuff. I think it's really easy to, like, no matter what level you're at, you'll draw a thing that's, like, good for... For your level and you'll be like that's so good and then like you look at it a month later and be like what the fuck was i thinking that's terrible um but it's it, eventually you get to the point where like oh yeah you can recognize all oh, the proportions are wrong it's foot's too big whatever but like so i wasn't getting feedback on that sort of stuff but what i was doing um this whole time was i was taking um i i, I like, when, when i met my cartoon art buddies um one of them was a storyboard artist and I was like, that that's what I want to do. I want a storyboard because you're the one writing like you're writing and you're drawing, you're doing all these funny poses. Like that's where I belong. Because like I'm not and I'm not I'm not an incredible artist. I, I I don't think I'm good enough to be a designer or like a background painter or like I don't understand color theory. I'm like I am like my skills are very rudimentary, but I do know how to make people laugh. That's like the one thing I know how to do. So I see him doing like working on this stuff. And just like he's the joke guy, you know, he, and he, write, he makes the funny poses. So I was like, that's what I want to do. So I was very fortunate. He would send me um, like storyboard tests that were that were circulating like circulating around um, Church Network for shows. Like obviously not because I was actually like being considered for these positions, but he's like, hey, here, try this, try this test, and then like see see how you you do. So I think the first test I ever took like like, the first test I ever took was for, like, it was, like, for Uncle Grandpa, I think, and, like, I, it, I, like, penciled every panel, and I, like, preciously inked every Uncle Grandpa, every pose, like, so, so perfectly, and I broke every rule, like, every single rule. I didn't know any of the storyboarding rules, and then, um, uh, the friend's is Mike Chillian, Mike Chillian, he, he's a, like and he like I show like he came into 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 like actually his band came to Tucson. I was like Mike, I finished it. I finished my Uncle Grandpa test he sent me. Um, and uh, and it was like like you know the panels are beautiful. He's like why why would you do why would you do this like like he's very sweet. He's like the, these panels all look incredible, but like like you don't like storyboarding isn't about this like perfect delicate like lines. Like you're supposed to just get like. Like the, I think the like the the things are like uh, proportion, gesture, perspective. Those are the three things you're supposed to worry about. And I was just like, I was more worried about like the, um, like it looking on model and perfect. And like, and I was less concerned about the writing. And then I didn't know any of the rules, so he would break it down. Like, okay, well, he get like a red shirt. Char- we well, were like at a restaurant or something like in Tucson. Like, and he's just he's there for like just the morning because he played a show earlier that day or or that night. Um. He just like you know circled stuff with a sharp. You're like oh, this is wrong. he did this. He like this is good, but like you don't need to do this. And so like I was getting feedback from him, which is super helpful. Um, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning him. But um, but yeah, he's like, like so like I like and, and he did the same thing for um for the like um the storyboard for a short um for 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 the Nickelodeon short. I remember showing him the storyboard and he, and he would give me like a little you know some pointers here and there, but like. So I would, do, I would do, like, yeah, storyboard tests that I could get my hands on. You can also, like, Google, like, Adventure Time storyboard test or Google, like, any show you could think of, Google storyboard test. And you can usually find the storyboard test online, especially if it's, like, like, if it's under NDA, then, like, you probably can't. But, like, you know, like, I think at the time, like, Uncle Grandpa was done or, like, it, it wasn't, like, NDA stuff anymore. Um, and, like like doing those in your spare time I think is like super super helpful like so that's what I spent a lot of my time doing Was like just drawing for myself and then just doing storyboard tests just for for the sake of like doing them but being able to show them to somebody who could say I could say like oh this is wrong this is right this is wrong that was like very very helpful yeah Um, yeah sorry that's kind of like very convoluted like roundabout answer but
0: no i i I love listening to these stories like the more stories of uh professionals that i hear it it, the more like roundabout ways and weird connections and things they had and all comes together like it's really i don't know i I really enjoy listening to these things so so five years is a long time did you reach a point where you're like i'm i'm ready now or were you like constantly applying and like sending stuff out there to see if you know the world was gonna reciprocate and be like hey you should come be a storyboardist now or were you, were you like, I'm ready, Cartoon Network, hey, hit me up, when you have a position available, like, hire me type of thing, or... I think everybody
1: you? thinks they're ready before they they truly are, because you're like, ah, oh, that last, last one I did was really good, I'm, I'm so close to getting it, and, like, I think that's the drive that kind of keeps, like, like, pushes you forward, but, um, like, you're ready when people like when like, when you get a job like when someone offers you a job then you're like that's the only point in which you're ready and even then you're like flying by the seat of your pants um but i do remember the moment where i was like okay i should try to do this i should go like f- like just like full bore into this like so this whole time still working still a bike mechanic um and then like in, like while taking like storyboard like these like fake storyboard tests um the very first storyboard i ever did um I, I just did for, like again for fun because I'm like okay, well I'm gonna do a storyboard just of my own of my own story because like that just seems like fun like developing my own like world and characters. Um, so I did uh, my friend um, Andres Parada and I. He's in, he's a uh, like a music composer. Um, we he's the dude we, I was on tour with and like we've been friends since forever. Uh, he and I came up with like a uh, the story the ten, like tennis the good boy story um, that's now the Nickelodeon short. Um, we came up with it on tour. Like I was just like drawing like characters, and it was like, "Oh, it'd be funny if that was a world." And like it was like kind of like evolved, like that that like naturally evolved on tour. Um, so like that storyboard uh, that I, I did for that, it was like awful. I did an awful job. But um, I saw that Nickelodeon was having this like you know shorts, whatever, like whatever. It's like the like the shorts program. Mm-hmm. And it was like this is like in 2016, I think. Um, they had their shorts program, and I was like, still living in Tucson. I'm like, oh, you know what? I have this storyboard. I should just like send it in to them. Just, just like It's a, it's a deadline. It's like, hey, you need to send us a storyboard by this time. I'm like, all right, well, it's a deadline. Like, it's just more practice. Like, it, I absolutely had, didn't think that it was going to lead to anything. So I sent it to them. You know, Didn't hear back for months or a couple months. And I was like, ah, well, whatever. You know, At least I have this like, storyboard I did. And it was like, good practice. But then I got an email from them while I was at work. Like, oh, we saw your server, you should come pitch this to us in person. I remember like, texting, uh, calling Andy, like, dude, I just got an email. They want us to pitch it in person. And he's like, oh, no fucking way. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I, I'm moving. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, like, take the leap. I'm leaving Tucson. I'm going to just go. I'm ready now. Now's the time to strike. So I, I, I was like, I quit my job. I like ruined my life a little bit, like you know because like all my friends are in Tucson i lived there my whole life um and I was like I'm gonna move to LA and then I'm gonna pitch this thing so that was like like that was the push for me like just getting like just a little bit of affirmation from somebody like somebody else like someone in the professional world being like oh I, we see you and we'd like to talk to you like that was enough for me and I think that like um it was really dumb of me to move to LA ha- having only a meeting set up like a pitch meeting I now know that like Pitch meetings are not like, like they 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 are really fun and they're they're really like special and cool and like you you have to be but you have to feel very fortunate to have like the, to, you know to have like an executive want to listen to you and like listen to your ideas but like like pitch meetings are like a dime a dozen and so it's like like I I, I cannot tell you how many people I know who are, like I have a, I have meetings with this person and this person and this person and like not to devalue it but it's like i didn't know that like oh they want to listen to our pitch oh fuck yeah man game this is it i'm breaking out they finally know i'm a genius and then like moved to la have no friends really no job and then like two weeks later uh pitched it to nickelodeon and and, like like andy flew into town and we like dressed up in our our cowboy best. and we just like wore, wore our boots and our belt buckles and our hats and all this stuff and then and then uh yeah, pitch the whole storyboard like in character, and just like all right, I'll be these two characters, you be these two characters, and we'll we'll pitch it. Um, yeah, and so I think yeah, I think that like like the the, the shorts program reaching out about just a pitch meeting like that was that was the final straw for me. I was I was looking for a reason to like I, I was looking for any like any sign from like yeah the outside world like, Ron, what you're doing that's the right direction. You should keep going in that direction. I was just like you know one foot in one world, one foot in the other, like right. just like. And, like, I was applying
0: Actors for jobs. Right? Say again? So, how did the pitch go? Like, uh, you pitched it, and then you're, like, standing there, all nervous, waiting for the reaction, and there's, like, a pause. Like, how was that experience, and what did they say? I mean, obviously, oh. the good boy is now short, but...
1: Yeah, um, they were, they were like, I don't know. I didn't know how to read them at the time. I think, like, now, if I did, if I pitched the same thing now, I would, like, like, okay, they liked it, he didn't like it, he didn't like it. Um... Uh, I don't to say they it was pretty clear like they laughed like and like it seemed like they enjoyed it given like when you pitch it's like kind of the executives um it's like they're like almost their job to make you feel like welcome and it's like their job to laugh at the jokes even if it's like a polite laughter sort of thing like um that was actually something that my, Mike told me like it was like right before I pitched like oh Mike I'm so nervous I had I had to have him like I didn't have a printer at my. I, I was subletting some house. I didn't have a printer, so I'd have him print out the storyboard for me, and I, I, I had to go pick it up from him. And I was like, I'm so nervous. He's like, Dude, don't worry about it. It's funny. Like, they're there to laugh. They're gonna laugh at it. Don't don't worry about it. And I was like, Okay, thank God. Like, like I yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's very very sweet about it, and he's like they're gonna laugh. And then like yeah, once we pitched, like I kind of like you wanted this like weird like like dead zone where you're like okay guys you ready here's the first panel and then like your brain just blanks out and you're like <gasps> you come to at the end of it you're like i don't know what just happened um you hear like chuckling or whatever but like the whole time you're just like in this like this like vortex um but yeah they didn't they didn't say a whole lot about it afterwards actually um uh, they uh they're just like oh that's super cool and they asked us some questions about like like what would this character be like with this like how would you explain this character like blah 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 and they you know they complimented certain things and like we like they were taking just like pitch after pitch after pitch it was like literally they were like i, I forgot how many people submitted it was like f- over 500 people submitted that year um wow. and so like yeah we were just like a pitch among many so even when we were like waiting in the a like, like the uh what you call it the lobby for our meeting there's like somebody else waiting like, like getting ready for their pitch also um so I was like so nervous. And they looked so much more professional than Andy and I. we were just like these dusty old fucking guys
0: from Tucson,
1: and dressed like cowboys. Um, but yeah. So then they um they they were, it was fine. Like I I don't I don't know if like like based on the pitch I would be like yeah we nailed it. But I think like afterwards like we felt like we did a good job with like the performance of it since like Andy and I have been performing as a band and doing like comedy stuff together since forever. Um we just treat it like a performance which is like i think it's a good way to treat pitches it's like because you are you're performing for somebody you're like you're you're being the character for them so i think we just had fun performing and then like you know it happened it happened to pan pan out for us like luckily i moved from tucson ruined my life a little bit for a little while uh was jobless pitched got a job at another bike shop and then you know (laughs) in uh, a months later months later they call like i think it's like half a year later something like that, they called me at work i'm like we're gonna make it and I, I remember just like <laughs> screaming at work i was like Fah! oh my God. i guess it was great
0: it was great well yeah. okay so like you you moved and then six months later and you still you're at another bike shop like mm-hmm. what kind of like skills or attitude do you need to to keep going like everything was like nothing was really working out for you to go on that career path this whole time except for uh, tennis the good boy which thankfully you know worked out but all that in between time like what was keeping you going you're still drawing every day all this stuff like
1: yeah still drawing every day um i was still like at this point i think i was getting like storyboard tests from people like in like actually testing for shows and stuff Mm. um but i like i certainly wasn't good enough to get a job so i was just like taking this test and i'd be like i did a bad job i turned it in and the next test i get like oh, a little better still bad turn it in and the next one I'm like oh, a little better like i must i must have taken like the first year or year so, i think i took some like 10 storyboard tests none of which got me a job none of which got me a job
0: did um, you ever did you ever have a point where you're like really doubting yourself or feeling like a failure like all this time like because i know that's Kind of a common thing that I hear from other people. You know, they they go through the trenches and they really question whether this is something they're meant to do. But uh, did you ever experience something like that?
1: Yeah, I remember being like being like it's a little disheartening getting like rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter. I think the one that really stung for me, um, I got I got like this like the I forgot like the producer or somebody messaged me back and they're like, hey, it was super close. It's between you and another person. We went with this other person.
0: Oh man! Like that
1: one, that one hurt the worst. That would hurt super bad. And I, also, I found out later that like the person they went with was like an old friend of theirs. So I'm like, oh man! Like oh man, oh man. Um,
0: <laughs> so that so one hurt. But when when you actually got hired, what do you what like skill did you finally perfect or develop that you think got you there? Like, was it the technicalities of storyboarding? Was it your drawing skills? Was it the pacing? Like. Um. You know, I, honestly, so, like, my first job
1: was, uh, was, it's not Cartoon Network, it was at a small studio uh, that doesn't exist anymore, actually, um, and it was for, like, a Netflix show, um, and originally, they reached out to Gina, so I was, like, like, Gina has been an incredible, like, she, like she's an incredible with artist, she's been, like, so supportive, like, she was, like, she was dating me while I was still a bike mechanic, and so I'd, like, do these board tests, like, Gina, does this make sense, she's like, oh, you should change this angle or change that. She's super super helpful. So like the whole time she's being very supportive. Um, but so like the show actually that I first got a job on reached out to her, um, and then she's like, oh well you know I'm at Disney right now. I can't uh, I can't work on that. But you should talk to uh, you should talk to Ron because he's looking for work. Um, and so they reached out to me and they looked at my Instagram I'm like oh your Instagram's really cool. And they're like you don't need a test. It's cool. Like we trust you. And I was like no. you okay. Hey. You, yeah, but I was like, you sh- you should test me, I like, cause I was like, I was like unsure of, of myself. I'm like, no, 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 you should test me. They're like, you sure? I'm like, I don't mind. Give me the test. I because there was like also this like action comedy show, so it's like, oh, I've never done action before. Like, let's see how this goes. And so they sent me the test, and like, I guess they liked it, but so they're like they're like, yeah, you have the job. Uh, and I was like, no, oh, like, give me the, give me the test. I'm like, okay, here's
0: the test. And I was like, I took the test. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you still have the job. Oh, okay cool you're like Um, trying to to like sabotage yourself at that point you're like wait a minute oh my
1: gosh yeah i I was uh, a a dodge and everyone i know was like ron what the fuck are you doing just take the job i was like i don't want like i want to earn it i don't want to just like i don't want someone just like oh yeah trust him it's fine you know because like i like i was truly like i was like like, it's, like, being thrown in the deep end. Like, a lot of people, you know, they get, like, a revisionist position, or they even start, like, as a PA, then they kind of move up, and they move up, and they get a revisionist position, and then they get a server artist job. I went straight from, like, mechanic to, hey, can you start in a month? Your, here's your outline. Get to it. Um, and so, like, I like like I, I wanted to like, at least show them, like, hey, I can, I can draw in, you know, in the key of this show. So I did that.
0: Um, and just... Just an FYI, for those of you who don't know, Gina uh, Gina Gress is the storyboard artist on Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Yes. Um, Dodge, Dodge Greenley, he's another storyboard artist at Cartoon Network, and you can let's do a podcast of him as well here. Um, so, okay, so, sorry.
1: I said, he's a sleep boy. <laughs>
0: um, so, obviously, you have kind of a different uh, path to get into this career, but you must have worked with or seen a lot of people who've gone from school you know, they, they come out of high school and they go into traditional animation school um, and they come out of that and they get hired. Uh, how do you feel like what are your feelings about that path versus the one that that you took? Do you feel like you're missing out on certain things? I know you, you mentioned, you know, life drawing skill is something that you wish you had more of. But um, what are your overall feelings of going the more traditional uh, career path?
1: Um, I think that like there's like like. There's merits for both. I think the like, like the animation school, like that's like, that's the beaten path. That's like, oh, you do this and like, and then you'll probably get a job in animation. I feel like everyone like, like I get lots of questions from people like online or whatever. It's like, well, what's the what's the magic formula? What do you do to get the job? And like, there really isn't there really isn't a magic formula.
0: Step at all. one: be bike mechanic.
1: <laughs> be bike mechanic. Yeah. Step two: like work. Try to go to the aerospace industry. Fail. Make and toil dance. endlessly for five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that school has a lot of worth. Um, just like you learn a lot of the technical stuff. You learn like yeah the figure drawing stuff. Like you you learn like all of these like really quintessential skills that make like a well-rounded artist. Um, I think one of the most important things that people get out of school is they make connections with other people at that school or people who went to that school. I think like CalArts is very famous for this for like. People who go to Cal Arts know other people who go to Cal Arts who hire other people from Cal Arts. So it's very like like not just them specifically, but it's just an example. Like so, like if they know, like, oh, you went to Cal Arts, or you went to you know whatever school. Like I I know that you're and like usually their work is absolutely you know impeccable. Um, so like there's definitely like there's definitely like a lot of folks that, like, that come out of school and they're just like animation machines. They're just like so good, so technically proficient. Um. I think that the trade-off, though, is, like, for someone like me, like, I didn't go to art school, but what I was doing the entire time, like, I was doing, like, performance comedy stuff with my friends. I was touring with a band. I was traveling. I was making, working on my own projects, like, animating my own stuff, and just, like, kind of, like, toiling away with, like, in the rest of my life. Like, I was kind of, like, experiencing things, experiencing life, and, like, I think, like, there's something to be said for like someone who doesn't just like you know I turned eighteen I'm in school now and now working at animation and I'm twenty or whatever like I, I think there's something to be said for some like people who like have this kind of like repertoire of life experiences that they can draw from um, and then like kind of like like uh, in, like have that um, have that influence their writing or their art um, I don't think I'd be nearly as interesting of a person or as good at art if I wasn't, like, not doing art for so long, if that makes any
0: sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, it sounds like you also develop, like, improvisation skills and humor and, like, you, I, I'm, at least from what I can see from your work, you. it sounds like you draw a lot of creativity from your life experiences. I mean, your work is ridiculous and amazing. And uh, my favorite, I know I told you this before, is when you made, like, mechs with, like, babies use <laughs> later it's like <laughs> i don't know where that came from but i'm totally uh, into it um uh, yeah. it also sounds like you you went to your own school like your tests were the storyboard tests and deadlines were like pitching and you were practicing every day like uh while having a job too so yeah i mean you also developed your own set of skills that became valuable sounds like yeah so yeah. Um, what is your theology so okay so you specialize in storyboard uh, storyboarding right now and uh, you mentioned that when people go into school they they get a a wide breadth of skills so like what is your theology on having a very wide range of skills um, in this career versus focusing on one and mastering it so like say you're good at you're like good at a, a broad range of topics versus like a master at one like do you have experience seeing other people who have Skills like that versus yourself or Yeah, I, I think so th- there like there certainly are people
1: who are just like, oh, they can do anything. Like, you know, let me think. Like like Nick Cross is very much that way. He's like, he can do backgrounds and storyboard and character design. He's just like unstoppable. Um he's also been working in animation for a long time. Um but I think that like it's really I think it's really easy for people who are new um they kind of like if I ask them what do you what do you want to do in animation they'll be like I want to do backgrounds and props and characters and storyboards and I want to direct and it's like well slow your roll because when when I hear that what it sounds like to me is like I want to do all these things but I haven't focused on one enough to be very good at one of them um and that's not to say that you know it's impossible to be good at all those things like I know plenty of artists that are good at all those things but um I think that like if you're trying to get into animation like knowing what you want to do and then focusing on that one thing like for me it was storyboards i'd love to do other i'd love to do props or backgrounds or something eventually but like for me it's storyboards so the one thing i did was i just did storyboards like day and night um that was actually something else that um that um uh, mike mike chillian told me and he's like well, if you want to get into storyboarding there's no magic trick it's just you just do storyboards you just have to you have to do them all, just constantly do like if you have a friend who has an animated short storyboard it for them for free don't just like if you have like if, if there's anything you can possibly work on for free or whatever like do it and not saying like i'm not a, i'm not a proponent of like everyone give your labor away but like like if you can be involved in anything in anyone's project or in your own projects um in the capacity of what you want to do in animation just do it because like the only way you're going to get good at that one thing is by doing that one thing and i think that if you're like if you do get good at like storyboarding or if you get good at props or design or whatever i think that like being very good at one absolutely influences the other so if you're like i'm a character designer if you like focus, like really focus on character design and you like get real good at it you can probably do props as well like if that will like for sure influence your ability to draw props or backgrounds whatever like There's, like, some, it kind of, like, these skills leach out into each other. Not always directly. Um, I think that storyboarding is, like, the one thing that kind of encompasses all of those things. Since you have to write and then, like, you have to design characters sometimes. And, like, you have to design backgrounds very often. Um, I think that's the one thing that kind of, like, like, like I know I say focus on one thing. But, like, like storyboarding does kind of make you a jack-of-all-trades a little bit. But I think that um, if you can be good at all the things, like... Awesome. Then you're a, you're a Mozart. You're a genius. You'll put us all to shame. But if you if you if you're not like just naturally incredible, all these things, or you find that your your skill, you know, your skill ceiling is being raised in every in every category constantly. I would say focus on focus on the thing that you want to do the most. Um, yeah. Cool.
0: So um, yeah. I kind of wanted to bring it back to something you said about feedback. So obviously you had some connections of with industry professionals and they were kind of giving you these tests and helping you with the feedback and, and developing your skills there. Um, how can, like, if you're just starting out or if you're trying to get in, where can you find somebody who's going to give you feedback like that? Or how do you even approach getting that feedback? Cause at least, um, from my experience before I started school, like art was a very lonely game for me. I didn't really know anybody who was in it. Uh, I didn't know any professionals at all. And so I was just kind of like doing my own thing without any feedback. So uh, do you have advice on how to approach this? Yeah, that's a hard one. I feel like I, I lucked
1: out by like, yeah, playing music with somebody who was in the industry. Um, but I think that like, in lieu of being able to reach out to professionals, like sometimes, like y- y- you know, I think you can, like sometimes, just, like kind of reach out online. Like the age of the internet is like this pretty incredible thing where you can just like you can see each other's work and like you can like you're, like going, like like well, what you do. You just sent me a message on Instagram. Like I, I feel like not everybody is gonna like give the t- give anybody the time of
0: day. Another well, dog. you also mentioned that a lot of uh, you said a lot of people are asking you for advice on how to how to get there in. So I'm wondering, like, is there a way to approach people like that stands out? Like, what made my message stand out versus like a bunch of other DMs that you got? Maybe you know.
1: Um. Well, you, you the way you reached out, it it was it wasn't like you weren't asking for anything. You're just like, know, yeah, it was very normal. You're just like you made like I made some joke. And you made a joke to my joke, and I was like, oh, okay, let's 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 riff together for a second. <laughs> I feel like it's it can be a little off putting if, if it's just like you know you just like you send a message you're like hello good sir like how, what's the formula give me the secret formula for the for the success and it's like don't like I'm sorry dude but there there isn't a and b like like that's just not the best way to reach out to people. Um, also something that like like. It, like pains me to say but uh, like a lot of times when you get these kinds of um questions it's like people who like just like are not ready to work in the industry and they're like well what's the thing i need to do and it's like if you can't see your work and know that it's like not quite that, to the standard of like what is going to be expected from a studio like you're probably not ready to work in that studio right now you know uh, which is like, which is painful to hear. But like, I was that person for so long. I was like, oh, I'm so sure. Look at these cool drawings. I and it's like, and like, I was blind to, the, to the, the 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 possibility that I just wasn't good enough yet. And then like, you know, years later, I'm like, oh, well, now I can kind of hang. But um, back then, not so much. Um, yeah, that's that's a hard one. Reaching out to people that like like cold calling people is not not usually. It's a little frowned upon, but. Like, I think, like, you know, like people like me or Dodge or Gina, like, we're not, like, hyper-famous folks. There's, like, oh, we're just, like, regular people. Like most, like, most people who just, like, have a job in, you know, have, like, you know, they're just a story or just a character designer on, like, whatever show. Like, a lot of times they'll give you the time of day. If You, if you send them, like a, a, like, a well-thought-out, like, nice email. Like, like, I think as long as it's not, like, or message on Instagram, whatever it is. Like, Again, yeah, as long as it's not just like, "Dear sir, what is formula?" Like a lot of times, like, I like sometimes I, you know, I can't, I can't reply to like all the all the questions. Not that I get like so many questions when so popular, but like you know, when people send me like really well thought, like, "Hey, you know, I saw this and like I've been working on this thing uh, in my portfolio. Like, could you like let me know like what I could work on with this?" I'm just like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. If you're asking me for specifics, sure, I can, I can for sure give you some specifics on like what like what you." what you'd like to know but like asking these like huge questions like how do you get into animation like kind of like out of nowhere then someone's like i'm not gonna i don't have the time to write like right well at the beginning there was an explosion in the universe and then life came like i, I, I start starting at the beginning is a little difficult again kind of a roundabout answer but
0: no i i think it i think it makes a lot of sense like you mentioned something that that uh i think is really valuable i think a lot of people try to reach out to those celebrities in animation. Um, I know I have in in pursuing this podcast and 90% of the time there's no response because these people are just bombarded. They don't have the time, but I think people forget that there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other people who aren't like have their own Wikipedia page about, you know, directing their 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 own films over the decade or whatever that they've been in animation who are super willing to help out and are just have as, just as valuable skills as, those people too like uh you said yourself like um we just connected over a joke and now we're doing a podcast together and <laughs> yeah. you're, just, you're just like spewing out the naked man diarrhea facts and wisdom into, this, into this talk i'm a <laughs> rambler. so really that's fine if i know um, about myself is that i ramble <laughs> hey it's it's i'm enjoying it it's uh it's all good <laughs> uh so i wanted to talk a little bit more about tennis the good boy just to get like a sense of Uh, what it's like at Nickelodeon and like how involved were you in the production like Mm. so you pitch the show and then they're like yep we're making it k-bye see you when it's done or were you in the studio every day like can you talk about that experience yeah I think
1: it's different for um I think it's different for for everybody who goes through development but so um uh the other creator um Andres and I um we were like super involved like throughout the entire process like like like, you know we like wrote the thing together i storyboarded it i did all the designs like all the initial designs all the initial background designs um and then like so we're we probably have to go into nickelodeon like every every couple weeks every month or so we come in like okay we need to have a meeting about this one aspect like you know character designer like okay cool let's go have a meeting with character designers and, like, and then like this whole time like i have like he and i have day jobs so like it's like take time off my day job to come have like an, you know, take the day off to go have like a half an hour or, you know, hour meeting with about like whatever it is. So like, there's like a ton of just like these, like, yeah, like ton of check-ins is like, okay, well, about backgrounds Okay, cool. here's backgrounds. Well, what about the line lead for characters? All right, here's another meeting. Like, what about the color of the characters? And it's like, I think sometimes people are just like, yeah, you guys take care of it. But Andy and I were very like, like almost obsessively, um, like, no, we weren't overbearing at all, but we were very, very involved. Even the people who, like, worked in development were like, yeah, you guys are, like, you guys are very, very involved in the civil process. Sometimes, like, like you guys, like, have... <laughs> in your cowboy outfit every time you are in. <laughs> nah, not always. No, sometimes you, like, in hoodies and be lazy. Eat, eat the free food they have there. We're, nice. we're both broke, though. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, are, were they were they paying you during this process too? Like every time you um, came in, or like for the overall show, or is this oh a- no, yeah, not every time we came in. It's it's like you get
1: paid. It's like a lump sum kind of thing. It's it's not it's not very much. It's like like you're not you don't do it. It's not a job. It's not absolutely not a job. It's a lot of work, but it's not like it wasn't paying any bills. Um, um. So yeah, we we are we were very involved. Like we did like like yeah we are super we are like in like like personally in touch with like the the background designer the character designer um andy and i uh mostly andy um he did the music for it um and like yeah we just like every, and we did like we had like lots of meetings just like with like the sound effects people like we had a really particular idea for sound effects and we like tried to record our own like fully with like um we got these old ribbon mics from like the 40s uh rented like all this crazy old gear because we wanted to sound like an old radio play um we did all this experimenting in the nickelodeon like sound booth like and then you know we were there for like all the cat like every single like person who tried out for the like for any of the roles we were there for every single one of them gave them all notes you know we were there for every record like we like it was like our, it was our life for like you know it took a, it took a long time like we pitched it in 2016 came out last year came out in 2018 so like from start to finish it took two years and it's only three minutes long, um right. yeah.
0: I um, mean that sounds like that sounds like so much fun though.
1: <laughs> oh it was so much fun oh especially the 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 voice acting stuff oh my gosh it's if you write like we'd write some line, then like like Dana Snyder was uh, was the voice of uh, Dijon and he would just like oh let me try one. And he just like come up with just the funniest fucking thing. And i like, oh, dude, like, 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 and that was actually the moment I realized that, like, that, like, uh, um, like voice acting was like a real job. I think everyone's like, I want to do cartoon voices. Like, I got a lot of emails from people, like, when we, like, when, like, we, get, we are getting a short, people are, like, let me be a voice, let me be a voice. And then, uh, uh, like, even Andy and I are like, well, we want to be voices in our cartoon. But then seeing actual voice actors, you're like, oh, no, we have no fucking idea what we're doing. These, these are professionals. Like, y- you give them some convoluted, you know, some convoluted, like, note, like, make it sound like there's more wet pizza in your mouth. And they'll be like, okay, I'll internalize that. And, I'll, and they'll do the version it sounds like wet pizza mouth. And, uh, like, I, it's, 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 it seems like a hard job. And people who are good at it are, like, incredible. I have so much respect for them now.
0: Wow. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your current role at at Cartoon Network. Uh, What's it like being a storyboard artist now? I mean, before you said the dream wasn't to work away, get the job and die. It was more about the process and enjoying it. So what's it like day to day as a storyboard artist at Cartoon Network?
1: Um,
0: It's interesting. It's like it's
1: very um, like the, 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 the days when you're when you're drawing and then and then like you 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 draw some face you write some joke and you make yourself laugh or i'm like i show it to my board partner i'm like is this funny and then they laugh you're like oh thank god it feels it just feels so good when you, like and then the, you know, if you make yourself giggle and you're just like i'm getting paid for this this is so good. this is wonderful and then the flip of that is like when you have like you know a ton of notes and you're like oh man i got to change the, i got to change the screen direction all this stuff they have to come in from the left and not the right where does the door go like yeah, like it, it, it's like this like, interesting blend of like just complete bliss and utter soul-crushing monotony. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it, as, as is any job. I mean, like, there's that saying where it's like, do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. It's like, no.
0: Except for the so soul-crushing like, monotony.
1: <laughs> uh, well, listen, there's there's, a, there's an Overwatch an Overwatch coach recently that said, like, do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. It's more like, do what you love, and you'll work every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> But no, it's, it's 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 honestly, it's so wonderful. Even on my worst day, I'm just like, oh, I got so many notes. Like, what am I gonna do? It's really good to remind myself, like, dude, you're drawing children's content. You're drawing content that's gonna be on television that makes children laugh. Like, what are you doing? You were trying to get a job at a at a missile plant like two years ago. Pump the brakes a little bit. I was like, all right, yeah, I need to chill. Um, yeah, it's um. Yeah. Sorry. I, I feel like it's another roundabout answer, but it's great. Storyboarding
0: is great. Get into it, guys. That's awesome. OK. Um, so at what point are you are you free to work on the storyboard? Is it uh, once you get the script in your hand or are you because I know with the interview with Dodge Greenlee, he said that uh, storyboard artists at Cartoon Network have a lot of story freedom and writing freedom. So at what point do you start boarding something?
1: Yeah, um, so we get like our our ha- uh, we have a handout meeting where they give us the outline. Um, the outline is usually two and a half, three pages long, um, and it's just like the bare bones of the story. It's like this character does this, this character does this, and it's just like the beats of the story. Um, usually, there's no dialogue in it. Um, so uh, then we like like so your board partner and you will then like. Like, take the outline, and you kind of, like, like look at it, and you'll, you'll break it apart. Like, okay, well, the arc for this character is this. This is this character's arc. Okay, here's the through line. Let's, you know, give it this sort of spin. Um, and sometimes, like, you'll come up with jokes together. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be funny if he did that, or that'd be super funny if she did this. Um, and then, like, you usually, like, you'll split up the outline. Um, some people like to leapfrog. Like, oh, I'll take this scene, this scene, this scene. You take the rest. Or some people like to split it in half down the middle of act two. Some people like to do... I'll do act one and three and you do act two. Act two is usually a little more difficult than act one and three. Um, um, so yeah, you, you, you kind of break it apart. And then like with outline driven show, you, you kind of just have to sit on it for a day or a couple days. You just like, you kind of like write out like your dialogue or you like, you like, you know, like have like just like thumb, you have just like, like post-it notes all over your desk, like little bits of dialogue. Um, for me, I have like these like little books I get from Muji to have like these tiny like blank squares um Like perfect for storyboarding, um and it's like yeah, what I'll do is I'll have my outline, then like like in the margins, I'll write like okay, this character feels like this, and here's a joke I wrote, here's a joke I wrote, here's a joke I wrote, and I'll just like take take that, and I'll go to like a cafe or something, and just like with my little storyboard book, and like just draw like the crappiest version of like of like a, of like, a, a like of a scene. I I won't do like every pose for like the whole like you know half episode, but like okay, this scene, this is the first shot of that scene, it's composed like this. The so, okay, next scene, composed like this. And I'll just, like, kind of, like, compose the shots first, and then, um, not everybody works like this, but I, I'll do, like, the shots, and, like, and then the character says this, and he's sad, and he, and he fist pumps in the air out of anger. Um, and then, like, when I do that, then I'll go into the computer and start to kind of, like, transfer my, like, my, like, crappy drawings over and, like, redraw them in, in the computer as, like, Uh, on the Cintiq is, like, you know, easier to read thumbs, and and then, like, that's kind of when the dialogue starts to form in my mind, like, a lot of people, like, I think Dodge, like, he'll write, like, a script before he starts boarding, um, for me, it's, like, it's not, uh, I I work the opposite, I'm, like, visual first, and then, and then that kind of informs the dialogue, I'm, like, oh, well, this character, now if if I draw, like, a really funny, like, weird, like, like, some, like, off-model face, where you're, like, oh, she looks really weird and jealous, but, like, what like what would she be saying with that face? Like, oh, she would say it's like this, whatever. Um, so that's one way to do it. Other, like, another way is like, hey, you get your outline, you break it apart with your board artist, your board, your board partner, and then you kind of, uh, then you just sit down. Uh, I think Gina works this way too, and just like write a script, like write a, a complete script out, and then you can like figure out, oh, okay, well, I can cut this scene, or I can like punch the scene up, punch the scene, scene up, punch um, the scene up, and then you start thumbing. But I do, I do it a little, a little backwards for sure.
0: So f- first you kind of like freehand doodle your notes and things, and then you put it on the Cintiq and thumbs and then you do the storyboard after that. After yeah. The-
1: so like, like drawing, like doing the thumbs tiny is really important because then like you don't get obsessed with super like details. So you just like, you draw like the crappiest version possible with like a, like it's something actually like uh, another board I was talking was like you get your post-it notes, you get a big fat sharpie, and you just, like, you draw like that, so it's, like, you cannot focus on details. It's just, like, yeah, the big lump is that character, the small lump is that character. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, like, like I do, do, the, do the, the crappy thumbs in the Cintiq, like, on the computer, um, and then uh, what happens is, like, you, you thumb out the entire episode, and then we combine, like, then you and your board partner kind of combine them and see, like, okay, well, this doesn't match up. Let's, like, change the dialogue here, here, here. And at this point, it's usually like very rough. It's super rough. The dialogue is not like at all really figured out. It's just like kind of placeholder. Where it's like instead of like the exact lines like character gets mad or whatever. You write that in, and then we pitch it to like at that point we pitch it to all the writers and um and the uh, the showrunner and the creator, um and then they like they, they kind of sit on it and like okay well this part of the story isn't working or this is working or this joke fell flat or whatever. So like after we like. Like, we give them, like, a very rough version. Then we all get together and kind of, like, sit down and break it apart and figure out, like, okay, well, what can we pull out? What can we punch up? What do we do right? What did we do wrong? Um, and then after they give us all those notes, then they go back to our office, sit in our little, like, storyboard cave, and then, you know, spend the next, like, week or so or whatever time we have allotted uh, just, like, fixing it and, like, doing, like, their notes and doing, you know, punching stuff up that they wanted or, like, figuring out, like, okay, well, like, the, the through line of this character wasn't obvious. Let's flush that out. It's still usually pretty rough at this point, too. Um, and then, uh, then we pitch it again. And then uh, and then we get more notes. And then you go back and you do the same thing. And then you pitch it again, but to everybody, like, the whole crew. And at this point, on the third pitch, it's usually, it's, it's, usually, it's
0: supposed to be cleaned up, but
1: not always. Cool.
0: Um, yeah. And then, and then I guess once it's approved, who do you hand it off to?
1: Um, once, like yeah, once we get like our last round of notes, we you pitch it to the whole crew. Um, it's pretty cleaned up, and it's it kind of just gets like shot into the void. Honestly, it's like here you go. And it's like you know blah blah. blah. You, to, the universe takes it. Um, usually, the writers and like the showrunner and the creator will like punch it up a little bit, and then they send it to the executives. The executives look over it. Uh, they give their notes, like, okay, well, we'd prefer to see this character not, you know, not be so, you know, not be so aggro the whole time, or whatever it is. Or sometimes they give very few notes. Um, and then uh, S&P gives their notes, like, okay, you can't say murder in a, in a kid's show or whatever, like, things like that. And then, like, at this point, like, we don't, like, you, my board, our, my board partner and I work, we don't see it again for, like, a while. And then, like, they get notes, and they give it to a revisionist who does the notes, and it's kind of like, bounces back and forth between like a revisionist uh starboard supervisor showrunner does it bounces back and forth and bounces back to the executives it back to us and it's just like uh and then once it gets all figured out the executives are like "Ah, oh, it's great you yeah, know blah, blah blah um then
0: and then it yeah, goes to so, animation department um
1: kind of not really then, then you start having like like design breakdown meetings where like you have like we have our design department that's like okay well there's this new background in this scene. We need to have a meeting about this background, or there's this new prop that needs to get designed. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's a very it's a very arduous process. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Af, after it, like after it gets all these like you know, it's like pitch after pitch after pitch after approval after disapproval after, disapproval after approval. Yeah, then the designers get to start working on these like special elements for the for the um, for the episode because um, you have to figure that stuff out before you you ship it. Uh, because like this the animation studio is not like the board it'll have some like wonky drawing where it's like, oh it's like it's a rectangle and it's like lumpy. And it's like, well it's it's supposed to be a desk. Like, oh, okay. And then like like but if you send just this wonky rectangle drawing overseas, they're gonna they're gonna animate a wonky rectangle. So you have to have somebody who's typically better at drawing than the board artists, uh, you have to have them go through and like, Okay, well here's exactly what that desk looks like and they sure. it, and they make that a a thing for
0: so is any of the animation actually done in your offices or it's all, it's all sent overseas? Um,
1: not all of it. Like, sometimes there's, like, really special, like, 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 a, like, a dance scene. There's, like, a sequence of, oh, there's this character, like, doing a little jig or, like, or, like things that are, like, really delicate and need, like, um, need the touch of someone who's just going to sit there and, like, really pose it out and really figure it out. Uh, that sort of stuff will get done um, in the studio by, like, the story supervisor or, and, like, uh, you know, and revisionist and the showrunner. Um, but generally, um, yeah, overseas is is, uh, is going to be animating everything. Like, we just do, like, the key poses and, like, then, like, yeah, the overseas folks, like, know to, you know, do the all the in-betweens and hook everything up.
0: Cool. Um, I'm still interested in, like, what it's like at Cartoon Network. So, like, what is it like at Cartoon Network? If you could sum it up into, like, one sentence or even just one word, like, you spent so long trying to get in, and now you're finally in. And and what's it like? Oh, uh,
1: what did I never like one word. Just one word. Um.
0: Okay, two words. A sentence. Just Your <laughs> own <world> feelings. <laughs> um, it's 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 great. Honestly, I really enjoy it.
1: Um, it's just like this really like interesting blend of like professionalism and and like still very like, um. not in a demeaning way but like still very like childish at heart like there's like an arcade there's like you know there's a a switch there's a nintendo switch and a ps4 and all this crazy stuff on on our floor and there's like a candy dispenser it's like it's like all these children who like (laughs) grew up who now work in animation it's like it's like kids who never grew up basically um uh and it's like very um like I, I at no point do I come into the office and be like oh man how rump." I'm in the office like like my my office is like I have like my walls are covered in art of like my favorite artists in the world uh some of which work there um and it, it like it's very inviting it's very inviting um just as, as a studio in general I really enjoy it they they're very like it's nice to like like if people if you want to be left alone, you can close your door, no one talks to you, people just leave you be in your like little creativity cave. But if you wanna go out and like bug somebody else like some some other crew or some other like you know, some other show, you can. And uh and everyone everyone seems very uh everyone's real cool. Everyone's really nice. I haven't met anybody I don't like there. Okay.
0: Uh I forgot to ask you, what shows are you working on right now? I cannot say. I know, but <laughs> can you say what were you working on before, maybe, just to give mm. an idea of what you've what you've boarded and what you've been involved in? Um, uh, the last show I was on was
1: called Twelve Forever.
0: Twelve Forever. Yeah, only is that And now you're working on a super secretive project, I know. Um, super secret project. Right. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, you're a storyboardist artist now. What's what's next for you? Like, what's your biggest challenge or? Mm. Uh, what do you foresee in your future if you look into a crystal ball?
1: Crystal ball. Um, I let me think. What would I like to do. I, I would. I kind of would like to try drawing props. Honestly, I love drawing just like things. I I, I love storyboarding because I get to like you know I get to be the control freak. Like no, I control the laughter. It's mine. <laughs> but uh, but like being a prop designer sounds like it's pretty chill. I'm just like yeah, man, I'll I'll design a spaceship. Cool. Um. But other than that, like, I think um, in the future, I'll probably pitch some more stuff. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably, like, I have some, like, ideas for other shows, like, other shorts and other shows I want to do other than tennis. I'll probably pitch those around. That's something that's, like, been really helpful. Like, having, having like, made tennis and having, you know, worked in, like, a professional capacity as a star artist, I've kind of gotten, like, I know, like, my, like, I gave you, like, a very general gross, like, like, this is the pipeline like sort of break down like I, I i have like understood like what like the design pipeline like what the development pipeline is like kind of like from beginning to end uh which has been super helpful and i think it'd be like very informative for like what i would pitch next and i think everyone's like i want to have my own show at some point but i think that'd be great i would love to have my own show at some point i just wanted i want to control all the laughs they're mine <laughs>
0: yeah uh well i think i mean that kind of sums up everything that i i wanted to ask you so unless there's like some like final wisdom you'd like to bestow on us or something you'd like to talk about or uh feel free to just jump in right now
1: final wisdom i think if i could tell anyone in the world right now who wants to get into animation i get this question all the time it's like what's what's the secret like how do you do it there's no secret there's no secret you just have to do what you want to do as much as possible and you'll probably be successful if you get if you get good at it and you just stick to it. Additionally, I think people remember I think you asked a question like um, like last time we talked about like developing your own thing and like like what like what that's like to like you know pitch stuff. If you're gonna pitch to people, develop something that you would want to make like something that like you're happy working on in your free time something that you could animate yourself even like i feel like people have this idea of like i'm gonna make this opus and it's gonna be a it's gonna be avatar again the last airbender again and like and those, those shows are like incredible and so beautiful but like like i feel like when people pitch ideas that they think that other people are going to like they inevitably um i i, I think they just don't they don't work as well it's so, like just create things that you know like write what you know and create the thing that you would want to work on and then like inevitably it will probably be very good because like you'll you'll give like a real portion of yourself to it
0: that makes a lot of sense yeah so i think that's uh good advice and i think yeah a lot of people are like oh i think everybody would love this idea when like you said maybe you should just do the thing that you would love to to make i mean After all, I think that's why people go into the animation industry. The more people I talk to, it's more of like a personal passion of just the love of the craft rather than like trying to impress other people with what they think is uh, what they want to see or a good career or something like that.
1: Yeah. Like I said, the, the best part about my day is when I make myself laugh. I'm sitting down like that is a funny joke. Like I that's just the best feeling. It's the best feeling
0: uh yeah i can just picture you sitting in your desk chuckling to yourself it's uh it's great yeah what a wonderful world uh, what a wonderful world well thank you so much ron i won't take up any more of your time uh i really enjoyed this chat and i'm I'm very thankful that you came on and did this with me i, I think it was very insightful and valuable and uh yeah thank you so much
1: yeah of course man sorry i ramble
0: but hey don't it's apologize it's the real deal brother uh, yeah well just before we go i want to share how you can get in touch with ron and that's simply by going to his instagram ghost beef comics which i will link in the description also link his uh tennis the good boy short um as well it's on nickelodeon's youtube channel and that's all for now okay bye bye